Father, we just give you praise and thanks for today. A special day, O oh Lord. An absolutely special day in our hearts, in our minds. Because of you, O oh Lord Jesus. Because of that name that is above every other name. We are joyful this morning. We are thankful this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here. Lord, I thank you for your word, O oh Lord. And I thank you that you will feed us this morning with your word. That your word will be revealed to your people, O oh God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you will do today. Thank you for what you have already done, O oh Lord. But thank you, O oh God, for what you are doing now. And thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, for what you are doing in your body, in your people. Today, we give you praise and thanks, O oh Lord. We honor your name. And we subject this service to you holy spirit we subject it to you oh lord we give you every part of our triune being that you might accomplish your design and your perfect will and we say thank you father in jesus mighty name amen praise god you may be seated wonderful folks i'm de delighted to be here with you guys i would um i would not take a vacation in the best part of the world over this this morning quite frankly no kidding i would not take anything i'd rather be in the house of god if i'm gonna be somewhere let it be in the house of god let it if i'm gonna eat something let it be that i'm eating the word of god amen oh thank you i, I can tell you guys are excited there we don't have to do too much on a morning like this you know we don't have to i have to i don't have to do a lot of hopping and skipping eh? because you guys are already sending the energy here and i can feel it Help. Amen? What a peace that we have when we are in the house of God. But I tell you something, guys. I bring a very serious message to y'all this morning. Hello? Because we have to, you know, behold, I do a new thing. God is doing a new, fresh thing. And he wants everybody to participate in what he's doing. Hello? So I like to say good morning to those um, of us who comes to church sometimes on uh, Christmas, Easter, and those type of occasions. Hello? Know that you're here today and you're all ready for this presentation having to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're going to pour a little bit, something a little bit extra, especially for the ones that are not as um, committed to being a part of the body of Christ like they should be. Hello? So yes, we will touch on the resurrection. You know, I was actually, the Lord gave me a, a message. Oh, I believe the Lord gave me a message on Friday. And I was waiting for the confirmation of this message. And yesterday morning when I woke up, I heard the, the word in my head, like out loud in my head. And I go, I got it. I didn't have to pray. Except I did not remember that today is the day. Until I, thank God, I was down here yesterday evening. And I was about three quarters way into the And I go, did I miss God? Where is the resurrection going to be captured in this message? The people are going to be disappointed. Should I go back into prayer? But thank God, I was right about three quarters. And I caught on to what the Holy Spirit was doing. Hello? So, anyway, regardless of um, what our expectation is, it is God that decides what we need to hear and when we need to hear it, right? He's the one that nourishes his body. He's the one, think about this for a moment. There are hundreds of thousands of churches that are global now that are having a service hello and how is it i was going over this with my wife the other day and i go 
Look at how awesome God is. How can he carry on a billion or two billion conversations in one moment? How can a thousand prophets be speaking the word of God to a thousand different congregations? Multiply that by ten. And God is actually dealing with every individual in the pew. All of the churches globally right now where there, an individual came up to church to hear from God. And God is able to communicate to every single individual. He can even communicate to every individual on the planet at once. Now how many people can we grasp their attention? We, I can speak to you in general, right? But if I was to, supposed to have an individual conversation, I'd be stuck with one person. And then I switch to the other, right? Look at the awesomeness of God. How is, I was like, how is he able to do that? When I go to heaven, I'll be able to understand it in totality. But this is just a, the awesomeness of God. If he's that awesome, we should be worshiping him every day. Not on resurrection day. No, no, no. I'm upset with you folks. Hello? That name the name of Christ and I don't see you in the church more often. Let, let this be your, the end of that. Amen? So this morning, we want to talk about the word the Lord gave me this morning is loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty to God. Amen? The relationships that we have right here are, we are, we are loyal to each other as each other is loyal to God. We, I can trust you, you can trust me as we are all loyal to God. Amen? And to that degree, loyalty is something that comes from God. It's, if we go to scripture, let me give a, a, a definition here of um, the word loyalty. The word loyalty brings to mind a powerful sense of belonging and solidarity. Belonging and solidarity. With it comes the idea of wholehearted fidelity or commitment. Wholehearted commitment. Coupled with, coupled with unwavering devotion or duty. Unwavering commitment. And that is how God is committed to us. And he has communi communicated that to us in his word. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy 7. Deuteronomy 7 and verses 9. And this is God giving us, communicating to us his position. When it comes on to us as his children, he is communicating to us his position. We must write these things down in our minds. We must know God's position when it comes on to his commitment to us. Deuteronomy 7 verses 9. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God 
who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. You know, God cannot express his heart to we that he has created that live on the earth with any more clarity. He cannot express it better than he has, not only in his word, but the demonstration of his power, his promises. He has been very, very clear on his position and his commitment to us. And our response has to be better. All collectively, the body of Christ, response has to be better. He cannot pour out all of this. Pour out all of this. Here, a hundred year after a hundred year, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Just pure love, patience, goodness. Let me ask you guys a question now. How is it possible that God can express this kind of love, consistent love, committed love? How is it that we disappoint him so much? How is it that human beings, even Christians, not only under the old covenant, but even now, after all of those examples that are in scripture, how is it that we are still doing this? This morning, guys, I know. I know it's a day of celebration. But let me take you to some another scripture here. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. And we go verses 1. And read it read from 11. Or actually, let's read from verses 10. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God you people of Gomorrah. This is what God is actually saying. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? God is the one that commanded sacrifices before him. And yet still now, the Lord is saying, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? Says the Lord. Look what he's saying. I have had enough of burnt offerings and of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. Something that was a sacred thing to do, to bring an offering to God, an offering of praise, an offering of sacrifice of what is it that you have, your crops, your finances. And this was an ordinance that was implemented by God himself and here he is saying I take no delight in receiving from you and he's communicating this I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats when you come to appear before me who has required this from your hand to trample my courts Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred, sacred meeting. Look at this. Your new moons and your appointed feasts. 
my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them, my father. When you spread out your hands, look at this. I will hide my eyes from you. Just in case we thought that God did not have eyes. When you stretch out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. The mercy of God. Hello? The mercy of God. Huh? Verses 16. The tenderness of God. Verses 16. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Look at this beautiful number 18 now. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And the question we need to ask this morning, if you are willing and obedient, the ball is in our court all the time. God is waiting for us to come into fellowship, into relationship, to come into full surrender. And he's actually coming down to our level and he's having a conversation. I mean, God, God is actually talking to us like a man in our own language that we can understand individually guys because sometimes we think that we are caught up in the body of Christ are caught up in a church no God is saying it's an individual thing that you have to have this conversation with God with the Lord individually if you are willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land but if you refuse and rebel you shall be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Loyalty. Yes. We have received Jesus Christ. We, we go, yes. I believe that this Christ is the Son of God. The, the miracles that he, he um, did. The words that he spoke. Captivated and we go, yes. This is truth. It emanates in our hearts. And we go, yes, I absolutely believe that. And we give our lives to him. But the loyalty aspect of it, we are not committed to him. This morning, I want you to reflect. As we think about what Jesus did when he went to that cross. And as we take comfort in his resurrection, Think about your personal, individual walk with the Lord thus far. And then question, see if you have really given yourself wholeheartedly. Are you loyal to him? Are you loyal to his principles? Let's go also to Romans 8. And verses uh, 35. You know, if, you, if, if it's because of lack of understanding, while you di why you did not commit to be loyal 
we are going to scripture because the Bible said that faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God just in case that you did not understand God's commitment to you we are going to clarify a few things this morning and henceforth your life will be changed we expect a different uh, level of commitment and loyalty to God because he has spoken his word to you this morning so we don't for, for those who, who um, only come on certain occasions and those are online this morning the word of truth it's coming your way the level of commitment that Jesus Christ requires huh, from his disciples from those who call him by name and have received him in their hearts it's coming your way and your decision must only be yes yes and yes to everything that God is asking you to do everything all of yourself wholeheartedly committed he wants your loyalty Romans 8 35 who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or prosecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sakes we are killed all day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter listen to the word of the Lord verses 37 yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord oh my God how can we not be loyal how can we not be totally loyal to him in every regard every regard every area as you we can, I can't wait for Christmas I'm gonna have to by the grace of God because we're gonna have more people here that are some timers we're gonna give a heavy one at that time too you can belong to Christ and occasionally come not I'm not talking about I'm just referencing church hello I'm not talking about only coming here. I'm talking about your commitment to him. You only come here and do the things that you are supposed to do if you're committed to him. The commitment is to him, not to the, to the church. He will tell you how to, what to do after you've committed yourself to him. You will get the inspiration on the things that you ought to do. But that's God's com commitment to every single one of us. The body and also as individuals let's go to Joshua 24 and verses 15 Joshua speaking here and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord this is jo Joshua speaking as for me this is a, one of my um, me and my wife's favorite script scriptures we don't know about the neighbor on this side 
the neighbor on that side, the house at the back, at the front. We don't know too much about the other family members, what they are up to. But as for me, as for us, after we read those same scriptures that you just heard, our decision is, as for us and our household, we will serve the Lord. We will be loyal to the Lord. That has been the decision that we have made. After the understanding that God has given us and communicated how committed and loyal he is to us, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Somebody has to make that decision this morning. A few people have to, have to make that decision. God doesn't want these new moon celebration, feast celebration, Easter visitation to church, Christmas visitation to church, occasional prayers, coming on Palm Sunday with your palm in your hand. In the book of Isaiah, that's what he's saying. He said, your heart is not there. You're, you're not loyal to me, but you adorn yourself. You play the part like a good actress, actor in Hollywood. And you fake the whole thing the rest of the year. Your prayers are not heard. There are holes in your faith. We can't give that to God. We cannot come like all dressed up and we are not given to him. And we, we hear the message. Hello? We hear the messages. But somehow, it's like we, we have a filtering process. Oh! Of how we allow the words to actually enter in without any effect. Not only the, the sometimes visitors. Hello? But somehow also, some of the regulars. They know how to, like how we have so many water filters out there. Ha! They have fine-tuned their water filters. And they know what to disregard from the word of God. That doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. How do you do it? I don't know. How, how, how do you do this with God? You know, let me tell you guys. God called me, a guy like me, to come here. And don't take this as condemnation, guys. It's, a, it's an invitation to change. Hello? But I'm going to rough you up a little bit, man. I'm going to rough you up. No kidding. It can't work. No. You cannot. You, you are either in or you out or you're out. You have to make a decision. Just because you visit, just because you adorn yourself properly and speak accordingly, but the heart component is not there, that means you are, you are on a, a train. It's, the, the train is on, already on fire. Hello? It's going to hell. It's the goodness of God that you're actually enjoying now is to lead you to repentance. Repent that you might commit your whole heart to God and be loyal to Him. The fact that you come here and hear the messages is not an indication that you, are, you have a, um, a ticket to heaven. No, it's a lie. Not, not, it's not biblical. Even though we have so many ministers that are preaching that. So you could come here to this morning and we could say, you know, Let's just celebrate the risen Christ. And then we all go home. No, no. I am telling you, if you don't regard God according to his word, and you come here and pretend, you're not going to heaven. 
And I know the grace people are there. You're not going to have. You can't go, period. Unless you can't read, you can't understand. How is it that God is going to ask you to make a decision for him and commit to him and you can't understand? It's not Jesus, you know. It's his word. The word that I speak, they will be your judge. We need people to understand how to get that ticket to heaven. And just because he's, you're hearing God's voice here and there and he's showing you grace, that is your indication that you're saved. No, the indication that you have salvation is when you're walking in total commitment and obedience to God. Period. And you have sold out this earth, this world system here. That is how the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached under the early apostles. It, it got lost. So when, when you, we are not going to do the song and dance party here. Hello? We're going to preach this, this word. Hello? And people are going to make a decision. And you get what you have coming to you. You get what you have coming to you. If you don't make a decision for the Lord and commit your life to him. And allow him to change you and transform you and make you into his likeness and image. We're not going to do the... Because guys, we're down here. Um, they don't preach hell in too many... Them tell there is a hell not guaranteed. And guess what? If you name Jesus Christ and say you believe in him and you don't believe in, in hell, then you really don't believe in him, in him because he spoke about hell more than he spoke about heaven. You see that? Mind things that people do. Let me, let me extract that religious system. Let me extract that... that um, opportunity that we take to tell our minds that you know we can outthink God and let me let me go to the underlying truth this morning this message here must be heard and it must be accepted by people or you pay the price and you don't know tomorrow is promised to no man just because you're 20 18 you don't know you think you're gonna be here and you can change your mind anytime I don't know if you're gonna die by next week today if you hear his voice harden not your heart Today, if you hear this message, commit your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Period. Today. Now. Don't walk up and play games after you hear this here. This message, if you go to a car dealership and he presents the car to you and you decide not to buy it, the only thing you lose, you keep your money, you don't lose too much. You didn't get the car. But here, when you come here and hear this message and don't commit your life to Jesus Christ, not the way you feel, not the way you like, commit based on this book here we don't know if you're gonna be alive next week and if I heard that you're dead you died I'm telling you you're in hell being tormented by spirits period that is the gospel of Jesus Christ and I'm happy to preach it to you especially on a day like this that you might jump out of that train that is on fire huh. loyalty Let's go to the book of Ruth. Let's look at a biblical example of what loyalty is, what it looks like scripturally. Huh! Yeah, the idea is to straighten your spine on this particular day. The idea is for us to remember that before the resurrection, there was a cross, there was brutality, there was violence. Oh, don't just celebrate this without remembering that. And understand it's your turn now to pick up your cross. That is the invitation that our Lord gave us. Pick up your cross now and follow me. And lo, I am with you. Let's look at this biblical example here. Of what true loyalty to God means. Ha! 
Ruth 1 verses 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. Or Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. When Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left and her two sons, now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Opa, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelt there among ten, and this is key here, and they dwelt there about ten years. So they were in that strange land for ten years. And she had children there, and her husband died there. Verses 5, then both Malhon and Chilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. Verses 6. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. So God had visited her country and she wanted to go back home now. There was bread there. Therefore she went out from, from the place where she was and her two daughter, daughters-in-law with her huh! and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah and Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law go return each to her mother's house listen what this is what she's saying now remember she lost her husband right she lost her two sons and this is this is her conversation go return each to her mother's son the Lord deal kindly with you she's still acknowledging God after her trials she's still loyal to God even after that as you have dealt with the dead and with me verses 9 the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband so she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept and they said to her surely we will return with you to your people remember they were together for 10 years but Naomi said turn back my daughter, why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb? She's giving them good reasons now why they should not come with her. That they may be, may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughter. Go, for I am too old, old to have a husband. No, she's not even thinking about herself here. She's too old to have a husband that she might have more children. That they could get married to them. If I should say I have hope, if I should say... If I should have a husband tonight and should bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having your husbands? And she goes on, No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Ophrah kissed her mother-in-law, and Ruth clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, 
Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. What an impression that Naomi made on Ruth in the 10 years that she was there. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. When did she get converted? That she's actually saying the Lord in the context of not a foreign God, but our Lord, Jesus Christ. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. And oftentimes when you read the scripture, the, the focus and the attention is always on Ruth and what she spoke here to Naomi. But, you know, I was, go, as I read this yesterday, I was like, what did Naomi do in that 10-year period that she became so loyal to her and to God through her? Because this is a Moabite woman. What is it that Naomi embodied that communicated such strength and confidence in God over that 10-year period? And who is it that really showed loyalty that she might save this soul? We're going to see the implications of this because the hand of God, in a scenario like this, the hand of God was heavy. It was all being led by the Lord himself. As casual as we read this, it was God bringing it what he had promised into the world loyalty naomi was loyal to god and god in this day and age he need total loyalty is the bible is still being written testimonies are still being recorded loyal people in not in this age is as necessary to god as back then we carry out the kingdom mandate. So this Ruth had no connection with God. Hello? Personally, no personal revelation. But she saw God embodied in this woman by the name of Naomi. In so much that the qualities that she had, she decided to commit her life and everything to her, to her God, to her people absolute loyalty she threw everything her way verses 18 when she saw that she was determined to go with her she stopped speaking to her so they they went back home and Ruth went with Naomi let's go to verses 2 and we'll read 1 to 12 there was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, this is after they, re they went back to Naomi's country where um, I'm skipping, and you can uh, 
most of us are familiar with this, but you can always read through it. It's one of the books that you can read through in a couple, not even an hour. It's a few pages. Please let me go. Verses 2. So Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And if you go read the book of uh, Leviticus, you will see that God had commanded Israel when they um, reap their crops that they should leave the edges, they should leave um, a little bit back there for the poor, for the widows, for those people that did not, did not have accommodation were made for them to eat through this practice. So them being new in that territory again, meaning they would not have food, they would not have a farm. And therefore, it was common knowledge that they could go and glean. So that's what she had um, come into this revelation. And she said to her, go, my daughter, go and glean from, the, from Boaz's um, farm. Then she left and went and gleaned in the fields after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. You know, I just love how all these people just say, the Lord be with you. It, it, the language that they spoke, if they had a child, the Lord got me this child. Right? They were just in the habit of blessing each other and realizing that everything that they had came from God. This day and age, we get a child, we wrap him up, take him home. Not even, you know, it's, we don't even say thank you, Lord, as if they, somebody gave it to you. Do you know that? Go read the Bible. Go, do you know that this child came from the Lord? That, listen, look, no boys came from, the, from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, he could have said, we go, hello, how are you doing at church? Praise God, I'm doing well. I can see that the Lord is with you. We need to go back to those times when they, every, they knew that the very breath that they breathed, it was God who allowed them to breathe that breath. Everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. Oh, my Father, we need to go back to the creator of the heavens and the earth. And they answered him, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servants, who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, it is the young Moabite woman who came back from, who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. You know, little town, so the news is already going around. And she said, please let me glean and, and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little bit in the house. Verses eight. Then Boaz said to Ruth, you will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not, do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close, to, close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes? I mean, who told this woman about favor? Guys, who, who, who told? Ten years with Naomi. Ten years with a woman of God. Hello? And the revelation of favor. The way that she bowed down. Oh my God. Who taught her these principles? 
a quiet woman that lost her husband, lost her two sons, and should be bitter by now. Hello? And this Ruth is seeing God embodied in this woman that it lead her to faith in Christ Jesus. Verses 9. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? So he had already give, given instructions. I've heard a bit about her. She is loyal. Let her glean. Huh! And leave a few grains as you go. You know, pour a, a little bit of extra ones. That the woman might be fed. That my cousin Naomi might be fed. But she lost her husband. This is, this is the hand of God, guys. This here, that woman heard the gospel of Jesus Christ through Naomi over that 10-year period and believed. And the favor of God was on her life. The favor of God was on her life. Verses 11. And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. You see, many times we get saved and we reject the family of God. We don't do like Ruth and cut strings and make comfort with the family, with the body of Christ, the family members that God has brought into our lives. Like she was willing because of her loyalty now to God through Naomi. She was cutting strings. And now the news of her loyalty is being whispered in this little town. Verses 12. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel. Under whose wings you have come for refuge. Isn't that amazing? When we are loyal to God, just, yes, I love evangelism. I love to throw the net. But when you are loyal to God, loyal to His principles, loyal to being led by the Spirit, our lives will speak without our words we will be an example to people we will convert so many to our behavior without even preaching they sometimes will not listen to your words I heard a famous thing they said people don't listen to what you say people listen to what you do see that people don't listen to what you say people listen to what you do that mean that is the, the, the words that comes out they might disregard but what you're doing they will pattern that they know that is the real you if we begin to do this if we are committed to God we will win the loss many times without many words they will see him in you and they will want to they will want him like Ruth wanted God because of what you saw in Naomi. Verses 13. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. She knows how to play this favor game. Huh? 
that we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go through that um, at one point favor then she said let me find favor in your sight my lord for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant though i am not like one of your maidservants no boy said to her at mealtime come here and eat of the bread and dip your your piece of bread in the vinegar so she sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back so we see the hand of God just blessing Ruth and she's now being a blessing now to Naomi as they are both able to eat from the fact that the favor of God is being released and now we're gonna skip to the verses 4 Ruth 4 and verses 13 guys as I read this, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is the hand of God. God is detailed. He is precise. He is exact. The whole thing was orchestrated by God. Long before they went down, that famine hit the land, the whole thing was God. This whole series of things was the hand of God in a mighty way. Just like He is here, loyal to us and ready to extend his hand to anyone who commit themselves to him to that level like Ruth did like Naomi did he's ready you can cut a covenant with God before you walk through that door you can cut a covenant with God before you shut that computer screen off when we're done here and God will never drop a word on his account under covenant and sometimes and even when you and I don't fulfill our part of the covenant God will still because of mercy and love he will still fulfill his part verses 13 of Ruth 4 so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife and when he went went to her the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son then the woman said to Naomi blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative and may his name be famous in israel and may he be with you maybe he be to you a restorer of life i need somebody to speak those words over me i need i need people of god christian people to speak those beautiful words over me that the blessings of god might just shower on me amen and may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Nehomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor woman gave him a name, saying, There is born a son. There, there is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. We were talking a little bit about David. Now, this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez got Heron. Heron begot Ram. And I know folks are reading the Bible and they go, why is this necessary? I skip over this part. Well, we're going to track a little bit of it right now that you might get an understanding why it is actually recorded there. Now, this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram. And Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot nation and nation begot Salmon Salmon begot Boaz hello all of these all of these names that you're actually hearing now are relevant to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ 
It's a certain genealogy is coming through. And God has purposed every one of these names, these families here, to lead to the coming of Jesus Christ. To lead to um, Abraham, Moses, David, and all of those names. All the way down to Jesus Christ. 21, Salmon begot Boaz, and Boaz begot Obed. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. Now let's go to um, the book of Matthew. Matthew 1, 1 to 6. 6. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. The Bible, God recorded this that we might know, to see his hand in sending the Messiah. All of this is there that we might absolutely understand with totality. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz. See, this is the same Boaz we're talking about now that Mark got married to. Ruth, right? By Rahab, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David, the king. Now let's leave out some of these uh, beautiful names and go to verse 16. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So we see the importance of the loyalty of Naomi to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ to Ruth that they might continue the genealogy leading to Jesus Christ. And yes, we know that Jesus Christ was that Mary did not come through the loins of Joseph because it was the Spirit of God. That impregnated her. But God did design the family. He did design the family to be um, male and female. And that and Joseph played a part in raising Jesus Christ. He played a significant role there. So even though it was not his blood, this is the way that God ordained it. This is the way that God structured it. It was relevant that he was a part of the picture. So even though he was not the father of our Lord, but in a sense, he's still the early father. And he had to come down, the importance of that. Don't disregard the, it's God. Amen? He's the one that's arranging it. It's his power. It's his wisdom. But he still uses us. Vessels of clay, right? So, so this is how our Lord, Jesus Christ, through the loyalty of Naomi, the loyalty of Ruth, and this today is what the Lord wants. That wherever he stations you in life, yes, you might, not everybody is going to be on the evangelistic field, speaking to crowds or preaching to a service Sunday mornings. But where is it? Because of your loyalty to God, that you are being a book is being inscribed with the deeds that God is actually doing through you and I. Because nothing is written there that Naomi was preaching and screaming. Ten years of loyalty to God. And she had difficulties. Her husband died. 
and her two sons died and she still was being loyal loyalty we disappear from the church many times from being loyal to God because of challenges when you are loyal when you are committed you never take a step back it has to be deep within you that you make this commitment that's what the Lord is looking for in his body in his church individuals who are absolutely and totally loyal to him and loyal to his word his principles no we can go and have an understanding of um, what Matthew 28 someone referenced that scripture this morning Matthew 28 1 to 10 here we are guys celebrating today the resurrected Christ amen the resurrected Christ because of bits and pieces of committed people to God hello the promise materialized and the fullness of it came in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ who is supposed to come into the kingdom because of how you conduct yourself as a loyal servant to Christ who is supposed to be saved and will the book that is supposed to record your deeds will it record it in the similitude of Naomi I don't think she had any clue at that time that they, that thousands and thousands of years removed from that season that there would be a guy here and that there would be churches globally who would be calling her name she had no concept that she was gonna be a biblical superstar just in quiet commitment to God loyalty to God she's encouraging us this morning don't underestimate through your loyalty to God what he will accomplish in your life not only for his kingdom but he with the blessings and the favor of God that she enjoyed it will come on you it will come on you and I this favor is available to us when we become loyal to God this same favor will find you because of your loyalty because why we read the scriptures of the covenant that God has with us is commitment do you think he will renege on his part of the deal no no just serve and pursue him and then learn and adjust in the areas that he wants you to adjust the favor of God will come on you and you see the favor of God provided the meals that they need needed then they were not working they were brand new. They came into town like, oh, sometimes we can travel to another country and we wonder, how will we survive? We do not know anyone. Look at this, right? But God and the favor of God on you, he's, he's giving us favor when we don't deserve it. Waiting for a day for us to acknowledge that this is his favor. And we keep walking around like we are the creme de la creme. We can make things happen on our own. We have to acknowledge we have to, have to acknowledge the hand of God in our lives it's him all of it is him Matthew 28 verses 1 
Now after the Sabbath, the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from the heaven, from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothes was as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know what you seek. For I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, he is risen as he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. And behold, I have told you, my God. You know, sometimes we must capture the excitement that they had that morning. When we talk about Jesus Christ being risen, who is it? Um, one of those famous preachers said he felt like, like Jesus Christ just died yesterday. Do you still have that outlook? Is it still like a fresh cake coming out of the oven? Huh? Does it bring you joy and excitement huh? when you think about Jesus Christ raised, being risen from the dead? Or is it just like one of those stories that you heard by now, after years of going to, um, you know, services where they talk about the risen Christ? It's become like a movie that you have seen a number of times. Huh? And you don't regard it fresh Oh my God, we need to go back like we were there that morning. And we need to stay there with that excitement that they must have had. Because they were, where is our hope? No. Even though he had spoken this, but it was not revealed to them. Where is our hope? Who do we look to know? We put all of our trust in him. We followed him. We gave him all of our life. And now he's gone. And then he's here again. Think a moment for a moment what they were. Oh, excited they were. Oh! Oh, excited they were that morning when they came into that reality that Jesus Christ had broke out and broken out of jail. Ha! Bust out of jail. Ha! My God. With a bunch of cronies, a bunch of angels that are waiting to do miracles for you and I. Ha! If we become loyal to God like he was. Those angels are waiting to do our bidding. They're waiting to bring you favor. Ha! Blessings. Oh, refresh your mind this morning. Find a way huh, to make the fire of God it be ignited in your belly. Huh. It's the risen Christ. Huh. Oh, God Almighty. Why is it that we are trading in the loyalty to God for material things, huh, for this world system? In this church here, oh my God. If you ever find yourself in that place, we are going to make your life painful. But still come. Please, still come. We want you to come. We are, we are, keeping, we are going to keep preaching this message, oh Lord God Almighty, until fire is ignited. One of the messages for, listen, the one last week might not be yours. This one is yours. It is yours. That the zeal of God 
might be ignited. The fire that Jesus Christ had after 30 years on the earth. I don't know how he contained himself with that type of destiny. Huh? I would have walked around like this. Huh? With that type of destiny on him. Oh, my father. I don't know how he, con he contained it, guys. Self-control. God is teaching me, guys. If I look a little bit, thing there, I'm learning like you are. He hasn't washed me away because I have a, a loud mouth and, you know, a little bit of mannerism. It's for that reason I'm here. Oh, God Almighty. But, my, you know, that's like, kind of like 30 years of frustration. I have the whole power of God. In him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ha! And he can't release it. Ha! Do you see why he went wild? Do you see why he went wild? After John went like this. Ha! And put him up. Ha! He said, yeah! No! I am loosed! Ha! I'm gonna explode on the earth. Oh God, when we're committed today, he will let you have your day. Be disciplined like the Lord for that period of time. Give him your loyalty. Give him your heart. Give him your commitment. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight, the Lord said. It's a good fight. It's a reason to fight. Don't worry about the finances. There is a thing called favor. No man, when the favor of God is on you, can stop you. Have faith in God. Verses 5, but the angel answered and said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you see Jesus who was crucified. He is not there for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Where is the joy in the body of Christ? And ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them saying, Rejoice! Ha! My king. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren go to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Oh God. This one, it never gets tired. It never gets old. No. Mm -mm. This is one movie. You can watch it every day. It carries the same energy from 2,000 years ago on it. The same energy is on it. It's the first time I'm hearing this. Oh, it excites me. Nothing excites me like this. Oh, my Father. It is our generation to be Naomi. It is our generation to be Ruth. It is our moment. The reality has hit you now. The question is, what will you do henceforth? What will you do? She lost her husband. She, was, she faced it. Hello? In a strange land, she lost her husband. And then her two sons 
loyalty to God. She was under fire and she stayed loyal. We must stay loyal when troubles come. We must stay loyal to God. Stay loyal. He's faithful. Jesus commands obedience. He commands obedience. It, it, it's not the casual come to church and go home, guys. Anybody tell you that is a liar and the truth is not in them. It's not a song and dance party. Anybody tell you that could never on the planet read this word here with any level of understanding and preach that to you. Nobody can tell you that. This book here, get in it and read the reality of these words and let them sting you. There's a cross. There's a price. You can't make it to heaven. Don't let Joel Austin lie to you. Don't let... I deal with them last week. Give somebody else. There's a price. Oh, come, grace, grace, grace. Lie, lie, lie. But God is good and he's merciful. But it takes a committed, loyal person to him. And that loyalty becomes loyalty to each other in the body. We're loyal to each other as we see Christ in each other. Loyalty goes both ways. John 14, 15, we wrap it up. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. He demands loyalty. Loyalty breeds obedience. Consider this your new year message. What, where are we at now? April? Start the year afresh. Get rid of those resolutions that you made that had nothing to do with God. Burn them. And let this be a fresh start for you with the Lord. Of being loyal to Him. Committed to Him. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have brought your people here this morning that they might hear your word. Ignite their hearts, O oh Lord. In a committed way, O oh Lord, that your favor might come, that your blessings might come on them, O oh Lord. Ha! Your word said that the blessings of the Lord make it rich and he added no sorrow. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and he added no sorrow unto it, no sorrow. It is God's favor, God's blessings that we need in our lives. No. It's not the material things. Unless God brings that material thing. Huh! It's his blessing that makes you rich. Without the sorrow. Huh! Don't pursue things without God. Or else you will get the thing potentially. But you will have sorrow. You, you will get the thing and you can have bad health. 
Beloved, I wish above all things that you might prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Is your name written in the book of life? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let this word stay this morning, oh God. Let them ponder and let decisions be made for you and to be loyal to you. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.